Episode 38. Welcome to the Ultimate Journey Awakening to Spirit podcast. I'm your host, Frank DeGeneva, and we have a, a juicy topic today, and it is called, What is Tantra? You'll learn what it is and what it isn't. I have a special guest joining me today, and she's an expert on Tantra. To give a brief description of what it is, it's basically a philosophy or a set of uh, spiritual practices that came out of India that that refers to the direction or manipulation of the universal life force of prana for liberation. But as I learned, (laughs) it's way more than that. My early concept was that of just sexuality and sex and promiscuity and all that. But we will learn um, what, what it really is from the expert. So without further ado, here we go. Welcome. My next guest is uh, Victoria Calenteris. Did I say that right? Wow, that's really nice. You even put a little Greek flair on of it. Of course. You know, I've uh, met of many tongues. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'd just like to um, ask you, what do you do? And then we'll ask you something afterwards. Okay. Right on. So what do I do? I'm a holistic intimacy coach that specializes in sexual wellness, relationships and communication. And uh, my very targeted specialty is tantra, tantra. and kink. And kink. We didn't talk about that. But kink. Tantra. Oh, yeah. is that when you're kink, the PCV and, and getting tied up and stuff? Oh, yes. Dominatrix and all that things? Well, we're talking about a transcendental session of your whole body, mind, and spirit. Interesting. Well, that's, another, that's a whole other podcast uh, episode. Mm. The kink. Get the kink. The kink. And I'm going to talk about hair because I do hair. So that's not, nothing to do with hair. The king. Oh. I love the colors, by the way. I love the, how you have the uh, the natural growing in, and then the the duality of a yin, yin and yang. The yin and it's yang. Pretty cool. When I went to the hairdresser, she's like, "It's like we've done like coloring on your hair," and I'm like, "Excellent. I love the way it's See, coming out." It's so this is growing out naturally from. Yeah, absolutely. From I, pandemic, I love it. Pandemic one, you know, like whew, let's let it grow out. So the front has this really interesting flare. Almost like Corella Deville, like yeah, inside black, but, inside white. Yeah, that's that's perfect. I mean, it's it's totally du- duality for me. The Tao, okay, Tao and Tantra and Kink. <laughs> How do you put the the in, in the Indian uh, inflection on Kink? <laughs> tantra and Kink. You just did. You just did. There I didn't you have go. to, you know, guide you on that one. You know, right. you got Tantra and you got Kink. <laughs> kink and Tantra. And then, <laughs> all right. So this is uh, starting off awesomely. So. Um, Victoria, yeah, I'm just going to get into the, I'm splitting hairs here with your name, with a K and stuff. That's great. So I've always been interested in Tantra, Tantra, but it's always been like from a weird perspective. And so, I mean, yeah, exactly. Put the Google eyes up for the listener. Can't see what's going on here. We haven't had a video. We're not going to do a video one yet, but maybe in the future, perhaps. So personally, I thought being in Tantra is to master the Kama Sutra master all the positions, uh, memorize all the positions. And, um, but see, I was conflicted because I was in the spiritual journey and I was my training or what I, not my training, but what I was focusing on is renouncing and not being a slave to the pleasures. So I always thought there was like the left-hand path and right-hand path and that, you know, when you get caught up in the sexual addictions and pleasures of sexuality, I thought, okay, there's always good and bad to everything. So this is probably the the decoy in spirituality, mm-hmm. but that has changed, and you know, just just totally. And but the, I think the closest I got to experiencing anything that's been in a tantric um, uh, sense is that I was uh, dating uh, a woman one time, and um, this was early on in my spiritual kind of <laughs> learning, and I invited her to kiss me, but holding the kiss, but just having it as in no, like mindfulness kissing. Like you don't take a raisin in or you just, you you mindfully do something and you observe the textures and the sounds and that, I mean, everything. And it was, it was mind blowing. And I'm like, okay, I'll put this in the back shelf. But, and then, um, what I've been doing lately is learning. Um, (laughs) I've been fortunate to have learned, um, a tantric massage, a vaginal massage that, um, allows a woman to multi-orgasm and ejaculate. And I mean, it's pretty wild when you can just, it's almost like on cue, like it's, it's crazy. 
Um, and then what else I'm doing is contracting my um, muscles down there so I can experience an orgasm without ejaculating. Is that anything close to Tantra? Yeah, those are part of the practices. Cool. They are very important practices. And they're all about um, being mindful, as you mentioned, being in a full mastery of your sexual energy, your sensual connection with the mindful kiss, being in connection with life itself. So Tantra is actually a lifestyle, to be honest with you. And it is part of the yoga tree, right? So on, imagine a tree and in the center it says yoga. And then there are branches on the tree. And those branches may say, you know, Latha, Hatha, Moksha, Ashtanga, Kundalini, and then Tantra. And then what's the difference between all these and Tantra? Tantra includes sensual and sexual practices because we believe everything is holistic. All encompassing is one, right? Yes, absolutely. So, you know, you're not going to go to your regular yoga class and learn how to do any pelvic floor movements necessarily and, and how sexual energy can be transmuted, which is what we're looking for. And why are we transmuting this energy? That's the next question. Right. I mean, exactly. And just before we go on, yoga means union. So it's oneness. It's like connecting to everything. So um, did you want to say about that? You you said something about the transmutation. I want to know how you got into this first before we go into that. What got you into this? What got me into this was the fact that um, as we have all had our personal history with different partners in our lives, we came to those points in our lives where I went, is that it? Is that all? Like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not getting anything. I'm like hanging out with you and I'm cuddling and I'm doing the thing and I'm putting slot A into slot B, but I, I feel empty. I feel like there's nothing connecting me deeply. There's nothing moving me. There's nothing shifting in me. And I'm like, is that it? Like, don't, I don't want to sign up for this anymore. Sex is overrated, right? Sex is overrated because it's being taught by a porn model, which does not work for us. It actually separates us. Absolutely. Especially with the, uh, the whole porn industry where, you know, young, young men and some young women see this as a model. I'm like, not even close. There's no connection at all. Absolutely none. They're actually connecting people to themselves in a negative way. And Tantra is about a healthy balance of moderation, right? A healthy approach and connection to everything in life. Yeah, totally. I mean, what you said about the uh, about self, it's like I see sex, just general sex, is masturbating into somebody else. If there's no connection, you're just you're just using the other person as a masturbation tool, right? And at the same time, there's pressure, there's like anxiety for performance, and, and you know, if I get you off, then you got to get me off, and and it's a race, and I have a goal set in my head, and and I feel this pressure intensity and if it doesn't happen I feel this like big letdown and I'm thinking why are you suffering in this way and that could be translated into the physical world with spiritual practice where you're going to get satiated outside of yourself as well so yeah cool Mm -hmm. and I just wanted to mention that tantra is uh, global you know it's not necessarily directly you know marked with the Hindu traditions okay it's also found in the ancient Taoist Chinese traditions it's also found in the Tibetan traditions. Absolutely. It's also found in ancient Egypt, also known as sex magic. It's also found here in North America in the Native Indians, particularly in um, the United States Native Indians, where a group has come together and it's called Kidoshka. Kidoshka? So, Kidoshka. So you have to keep in mind, Tantra is not, you know, exclusive to the Hindu tradition. Oh, it is and not. I wanted to say Tantra. I loved it. <laughs> say tantra tantra and we can say tantra and we can say tantra or tantra um <laughs> the the to confirm your point there the actual um saving of my life force or the prana that i don't expel in ejaculation i learned from um i think i don't know if i say this guy's name right mantak chia oh mantak chia is the godfather of ancient Taoist tradition tantra okay I love what he says, just even with the whole kind of preserving the, 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 the prana and then it goes into 5-MEO five, uh, five and then it goes into the DMT and opening the pineal gland. Like that's up my alley. And it's interesting because um, I've more like with you, you know, slot A, slot B. Okay, fine. But what? that's it. And that's why I, and this is, 
I don't care what people think if they believe me or not. That's why I was never really in a promiscuous because I, I never really got off on that. It's like, um, I w- there's got to be more to this, but nobody's connected to their bodies. Not nobody. A lot of people are not connected to their bodies. They're not present. And I won't be excited sexually unless there's a connection there. And that's, I don't know if it makes me a weird male, but it's, um, I mean, I'm not saying I was a priest or anything like that either, but I wanted more and I'd rather save my, 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 um, my time, my prana, my energy, my mind, emotions to someone who's going to be a receiver fully to that. Otherwise I don't, it's like just masturbating. Yeah, absolutely. I, and you know, a lot of people say, oh, I need to have a partner to do Tantra. And I'm like, absolutely not. Traditionally speaking, and I'm a traditional teacher of Tantra, you are taught individually first. Why? Because you need to master your own energy and your awareness and mindfulness of your own body, your own uh, way of visualizing and meditating in conjunction with the energy that you are going to be mastering and moving and navigating and cultivating. So you need to know how to play your own instrument first before you get together with somebody else and jam. Right, exactly. And I was thinking in the flute, a band camp in an orchestra. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and everybody's got a different kind of inter- instrument. So and they play different. <laughs> now right, we get so into the gender assignment game. Yeah, everybody's completely. got a different gender, different organ. Different organs, and at the same time, maybe I like I like classical and a little bit of heavy metal, and maybe you like jazz and rhythm and blues, yeah. and so we got to figure that out. <laughs> yeah, I can re- recommend you Metallica and, and the uh, the San Francisco Orchestra, or um, the, uh, the the what they call those guys, Apocalyptica, good me- heavy metal Apocalyptica. classical mix. Yes, for you. exactly. Um, that you said that, I want to just share some common myths that people have that mm. may may have with with Tantra. Um, I've said with mine, I thought it was like this kind of gymnastic mastery of the Kama Sutra, whatever. But I guess I wrote a list, a list down is that everybody thinks, as you said, they need a partner to practice, which is not true. Not true. Um, that they have to learn marathon sex or like, you know, being like the the, uh, the energizer, energizer bunny. <laughs> Speaking of bunny, because uh, they like that. Just past Easter. Yeah. Well, there you go. Just, uh, happy Easter just passed, right? Yeah, that's right. Um, that it promotes promiscuity, promiscuity and, you know, casual sex. Um, that they need to be athletic or muscular, like look like Shiva or kind of like this, you know, only only the, the hot bodies do that. Um, what else did I write down here? That it's about being spiritual and having to be to follow any kind of the Vedas or having to follow any um, uh, modalities, mm. which is not true, apparently. And mm. it's only about sex is another misconception and or that it's too complex and hard to learn. And it's for sex addicts. Wow. Do you have any other uh, myths that you have to address? Mm. Uh, will I get blue balls? I get that question a lot. Will I get you know, blue balls? Now that I have you here, what the hell is blue balls? Because I've been in positions where technically it's blue balls, but it doesn't hurt. I just, it's frustration. But technically, like you feel this pressure in your genitals and you're like, oh my God, I feel I'm going to burst. And I, and I, I feel this like intensity of pressure just here. And they feel like they're like becoming bigger than they are. Gotcha. I don't think I felt that. I just felt absolutely frustrated so i would just take care of business anyway so it's never really bothered me mm-hmm. instead of taking that energy in your genital area and moving it see move and that's it, that's it. tantra right yeah exactly that's awesome so mm-hmm. do you offer courses do you offer um one-on-ones do you offer what do you do so i offer both one-on-one and i also work with couples and i also offer programs on a regular basis so nice you have choice because some people don't want to air their personal laundry and want to work one-on-one and while other people are really happy to be in other group sitting where they're like, cool, I can do this journey with other people. That's awesome. And we can share our own experiences and observations. Absolutely. I mean, I'm, yeah, it's, I'm glad you said that because when I think of Tantra classes, like, you know, you're sitting there and you have, instead of on your yoga mats, you're just having sex and you're just, it's like a, an orgy free fall. I think that's a kind of the biggest myth that people have that are more unconscious about it that mm-hmm. it's just a it's just a sex free for all like forget about the cameras right it's like an orgy but well I, i'd save the orgies for the sex clubs tantra is not promiscuously found in a sex club so if you have ever gone to any of the toronto sex clubs like aqua oasis lounge or x club or no whatever, but i've always been curious to go to oasis well i've been there many times and i knew the owners at the beginning and 
I, I was always about, you know, safety first and make sure that you are enforcing everybody's personal boundaries instead of allowing weirdness to happen. So Tantra is not found in sex clubs at all. Because it's almost like it's Tantra's inward and that's like outward. It's like being the spiritual path and the, the materialistic path. Is that kind of, can you relate it in that sense? A different yeah, way? I, can, I can relate to that sense because, you know, I used to run kinky events in Toronto for a while. And I found that um, when swingers, sex club people, get together with kinky people or tantra people, it's like oil and water. They do not mix. Absolutely not. They don't even come close. That makes sense. A lot of weirdness going on. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, yeah. different, different, different intents, different agendas, different um, um, uh, concepts of what sexuality and what pleasure is and you know how you how you share that energy and how you yeah because i mean to me and i alluded that before i don't want to just because i believe that um when you when a male ejaculates and i don't know for a woman he want to go to sleep after you feel tired i mean you're using you're, you're expelling a lot of life force unless yeah, you yeah. unless you bring it back up to your spine and whatever but um yeah i i i, I and my, especially I'm getting older now. I don't want to just start losing my, my plan mm. and my life force, right? And Well, you were only given so much, by the way. And, and I, I believe in that, too. Like, in the Hindus, too, they also believe that the number of breaths and heartbeats is, is, is uh, what's going to measure our lifespan. Mm-hmm. It's, it's finite. It's not infinite, right? So if you know that you have a certain amount of energy that's been granted to you for this lifetime, this lifespan, yeah. do you not think you want to be able to conserve it and be able to transmute it? Like exactly. that sounds pretty common sense and logical to me, as opposed to the porn model that's been telling you like, all right, let's get that money shot in there. And now, bang. You know? Yeah, exactly. And no warm up. We're just getting in there. Well, they probably warm up before and, you know, the fluffers and all that stuff. But um, but yeah, there's no and that doesn't teach anybody the whole kind of dance to it, the whole the, the, everything. Like, So let me ask you a question, um, Victoria. Galenteris. <laughs> Remember that <laughs> listener? go to her website and or to whatever her groups we're gonna let you say what they are afterwards is that let's say i have mastered my um ejaculatory response and that i just feel the orgasm and i'm and i'm and i'm making love or, or however you want to call it with a woman um if i like and you could be multiple that's how the male could be multiple orgasms by having that because they don't uh, unload does my life force retained or do I lose some essence as well? So it's basically depicted that when you spill fluid, that's when you're losing life force energy. When you're basically amplifying and turning up the volume and playing with the frequency of an orgasmic state, then you can actually move that, transmute it, as we said earlier, into a healing force, a frequency adjuster to ground and connect. Uh, rebalancing my polarity within me and my partner, right? So we see it from a different perspective. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was I had a conversation with with, uh, with someone way back a couple of years ago um, saying that, you know, men lose their life force and the person said no. Like she, it, it was a female. Um, and she was, no. I was like, yeah, for you, because you get recharged. Mm-hmm. And that's... Can there be a, kind of a sense of vampirism from a female um, taking energy from a male? Okay, now we're getting into a different topic. So if you're talking about ener- energy sucking succubus, okay, oh. <laughs> that happens both on the, on the male side versus the female side, okay? okay? Yeah. And it all plays in with your intention, like my intention, and it could be a subconscious intention where I'm like breathing in, sucking in your energy, and you feel depleted even if you're a female. Right. That can happen. Wow. That's our hearts. And, yeah, and that's why it's really important for you to understand that when you come together with another human being in an intimate, close, physical contact, that you're making a decision as to how you're going to be bound with this person energetically. Absolutely, absolutely. And then you get into you know DNA transfer and all that stuff. You can go on and on without that as well. Yeah, and I mean, the sad thing is the first time you know a man and a woman come together, and I'm going to be heteronormative right now, um, when your bacteria comes into contact with my bacteria, Frank, mm. It's not the same bacteria. 
Okay. So that means I will have some kind of an imbalance happen. You may have an imbalance happen. There may be a crash that happens energetically. There may be an intertwining where it creates some kind of a, a tether. And uh, I'm thinking about you constantly. And I'm, you know, I'm overloaded with chemicals in my body that I've unloaded during our time together. So there's a lot of different things we can look at and say, hey, we need at least 72 hours of separation to see where I'm at with you. That is amazing. And, uh, you know, because I'm in the whole spiritual stuff, too. And I've always thought that, like you said, a bacteria, but I, I think bacteria is, I mean, energy precedes, I mean, it's thought, emotion, physicality. It's all tied. Mm-hmm. I, I always think that there's energetic cords being 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 connected to chakras, to, to whatever. And absolutely, you, know, you take an essence of the person. And yeah, like um, there was, a, I went to the Everything You Want, Everything You Want to Know About Sex Show many years ago. And there was mm-hmm. a porn star there that, um, I just wanted to talk to because that I just find that whole fascinating how somebody could be in that in that in that uh, professional, and I looked at her, and it was I mean, she was like a it was like a, uh, a, a not a corpse but there was no life force there it was like dead, it was That's it sad. was That's weird, it's it was sad it was actually very sad and like, um but and I know women that um um that have are promiscuous or have been promiscuous. And this is just because I'm, you know, I'm, I, I do hair, I'm a hair sauce and I've, you know, talked to a lot of people and I've a lot of resource to, to draw from that the ones that have, uh, that have made, um, said that they were very promiscuous, um, their mental state is very, very, um, it has fluctuating a lot of different, they're not, they're not, they're not settled. They're not grounded. Does that, can that happen from that? Oh, absolutely. I'm being facetious here. <laughs> no, no, not at all. I mean, if we're, we're coming from the tantric lens, we're talking about energy, we're talking about. Um, energy vortexes within your center. If if it's being pulled in one direction or the other, it's being influenced. It's being um, manipulated. Right. So you know we don't talk about these things as a normal conversation because it's not tangible. I can't like hold on to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So people always think, oh, if I can't see it, I can't touch it. Then we don't need to talk about it. Yeah. Well, how about air? You can't see air. You can't see air, but we need to breathe it. Right. It's there. <laughs> Fish don't see the water either. Exactly. <laughs> you know, exactly. it's there. So, it's absolutely there. So if we have more conversations and normalize the fact that there's an energetic bonding, there's a, an actual influence on one body with versus another body, right? And if I'm in a bad place and I'm having sex with you, you're going to feel that. Absolutely. And that's why I'm very guarded of who I share my body with. And that's, you know, being a, an Italian guy, you know, into heavy metal and like I was in that party scene, I felt like I was an, an alien feeling like this because it was it was it was inherent feeling from when i was young right yeah and it's definitely. like yeah, yeah go just go bang her right and like no Why? dude i don't have a i don't have a good vibe about her like who cares she's hot it's like yeah, but who cares i want to take her home with me for like as you said 72 hours plus <laughs> right well 72 hours separation to identify whether this was a good idea or a bad idea wow and then how i mean are there certain ways and i'm not if, there, if there's something that it's going to um, affect your um your ability to to um, have people learn from you. Don't answer this. They have to come see you. Mm-hmm. Are there ways to discharge those um, bacterial energies and those cords? I mean, I know in a spiritual sense, there's just ways to to uh, to transmute the um, denser energies or the kind of non-resonant energies. Is there certain mm-hmm. ways that people can do that, like every day, or just is it a long process? Well- well, energetically, if you're, if you're doing Reiki, you know, to kind of do the white light thing. If you go into a shower and let the water wash you over, yeah. that's cleansing of energy. Um, you're aware of that, whether you do it visually or in person under the shower. You can also disconnect yourself from that person for the 72-hour period. So you can actually see how you are being affected. Interesting. You know, like first, first six hours, eight hours, 12 hours, you're like, Oh, I can't, I'm jonesing. I can't wait to like touch her, feel her, right. hang out with her. I want to talk to her. I want to hear her voice, get a text message. And then, you know, past, you know, 24 hours, you're still thinking of her, you know, it's still like gnawing at you. It's like, you need a fix. Then 24 hours, then it's kind of dissipating a little bit. I'm not thinking about her as much. Then 48 hours, it's calming down. Then 72 hours, my brain is back into logic reset. Right. Was that a good idea to hang out with this person? No. It's just like you're trying to wean off of sugar. You got to do a a hard reset because it takes three days to get your receptors back online. Otherwise, you're just craving more, you know? 
see, you just confirmed. Now we're talking about sugar cravings and how to wean yourself off. I'm talking about energetically. We do the same thing. We always, we always say that we need to energetically unhook so we can reset, so we can let our logic break come back into place to, to find out, was this a good idea? You know, do I, do I want to get to know this person? Do I want this person in my life? Or was that as a booty call? What, what was that? Right. And, you know, especially now this time, this time and age that we, we need, I mean, where our bodies are dying for touch, for interaction that, you know, you get that, that, that hit of, I mean, it's more than dopamine that you get when you have sex, but, you know, you become easily addicted to it and you don't see exactly, let, 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 let the, the, the tide recede back. And then you can see if there's, you know, shells and kind of sea urchins that are there that you don't want to be on. Right. Absolutely. You, you need to know how to navigate yourself. So we were never taught this in school. Right? We were know. only taught, you know, let's put the condom on the banana, right? Yeah. <laughs> or we, sex we, with we Sue. <laughs> sex with Sue. And nobody ever talked about respect, energy exchange, how to approach with a healthy intention, how to, you know, like if you want to experience what it's like to have sex with somebody, then say so. Say it. I am navigating sex. I want to learn what it's like. Are you also open to experimenting? And that's all this is? Because that's what we were doing in the dark when we were teenagers and in our early 20s, right? Like, okay, let me see what's going to happen. I'm just, I don't know. I'm going to think that telepathically my partner will know what I want. No. Right. Exactly. Well, I mean, <laughs> that happens in communication and in relationships as well, which you also do, don't you? You. Yeah, exactly. We We... Scratch the surface on that one because, you know, nobody's telepathic because if we all were, I will not be in business. Okay? Right. Exactly. The thing is, though, I mean, when you do get connected with a person and you, you know, and you do stand in your power, I believe that you can almost anticipate, not in the beginning, but afterwards, you can anticipate the needs of the other person um, and not mind read, but you're there, you're present. Um, but in the beginning, it absolutely is just like, and then you have um, these um, advice from with sex, uh, not sex, uh, relationship coaches or whatever saying, just worry about yourself, get yourself off. And if you do that, then if, and if they do that too, then you're fine. I'm like, no, I think, I think it's a combination of both personally. It's like a dance, right? Yeah. We can go back to polarity play, right? So, uh, in, in Tantra, we always tell you to be an unconditional giver versus an unconditional receiver. So let's say for this evening, Frank, I'm going to be, um, unconditionally giving to you while you unconditionally receive. So you can fully embody what that is. So you understand what you like, what you don't like, and how you can navigate it and still stay in the feel-good chemicals of receiving, okay? So then another night, we'll switch. Because I, I, need, I need to have that tangible, you know, beautiful te erotic tension between the two of us. I need to have that. So I need to, you know, bounce it back and forth. And there'll be nights where we're both working at it together, right? right? So, and also to take into account, very important, when you're with a female body form, that we go through a menstrual cycle Absolutely. during the month, which means that my sensitivity and my ability to, and my capacity to be in intimate relations with you will be different at different times. I'm not a porn video where you press play and I do the same thing each time, Okay. <laughs> Some people think that, you know, and yeah, but you are when it's ovulation time more so the play button's Obviously. basically the tape is down on that one. <laughs> ovulation means that I'm going to be the aggressor. I'm going to be the initiator because my, my biology is telling me I need to mate. <laughs> That's right. It's like, you know, Marisa Tomei It's like my biological clock is ticking. <laughs> <She's just> <laughs> That's right. That's what we're talking about. We're, we need to like basically, you know, reproduce. So what happens to the female psyche and body in that time frame of ovulation oh, yeah. is I am going to be more inclined to seek you out. Yeah. You'll glow more, your pheromones, everything will just be like, you'll be lit up. And exactly. Yeah. I'm still, my mind, some of my mind is still uh, lingering on the receiving and the giving unconditionally. Um, what I have to learn is to receive because I'm just give. And I'm one of the type of guys is I won't enter you unless you've come like not you in general but i have to have make sure that a woman is uh, satisfied before i even go and i'd be more of a giver if i know that i've made um my partner feel good then i'm i'm good like it's weird but when you when you said oh when you said to for me to receive unconditionally i got kind of weirded out about that to be honest um oh, so i'm don't capable be worshipped like a sex god is that what Sorry? you're telling me you don't want to be worshipped worship like a sex god didn't say that. I'm sick. I rather I rather give a woman's pleasure, mm -hmm. and obviously I, I want my pleasure too. But it's like 
have her done first and then the, not the pressure's off, but then I can kind of say, okay, well, I got my, my fill, but that's self-worth and love too, because, you know, even in the real world where you, you just give, you give, you give, and you never receive, you don't know how to receive. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a whole nother psychological kind of personality, um, self-worth issue thing that when you said that, I'm like, oh, am I comfortable enough in my, in my own body to fully receive unconditionally Are without you? trying to say, okay, that's enough. Let me turn you over now. I'll go at you now. Mm-hmm. So that was, yeah, I think you just kind of unearthed something. I mean, I can receive and I have received, but unconditionally fully only one night or one time. That was like, whoa, that's maybe you've opened up some, uh, some uh, work that I need to do. Something to think about. And I'm being vulnerable, it's- guys. I'm here, hear me, hear, hear, hear me. So yeah, and it's, that's part of it too, is, is, is being able to um, see what you may need and the whole shadows that you don't want to face, but yeah. Absolutely. And to know, you know, how to give feedback, to know how to do it in such a way I, I don't feel rejection or abandonment or I feel weirded out or I'll contract and go, oh, I'm doing everything wrong. I'm going to stop now because I don't know what to do anymore because I'm going to go into freeze. So there's a way of doing that, right? There's a way of communicating with each other during our physical intimacy and to be able to do it in such a way that we're working as a team, you know? Absolutely. And what you remind me of too is when um, um, people go into therapy, they take... One person at a time, they talk to them, and then they take the other person, and then they talk to them, and then... So it's the same thing, right? You focus on one, focus on the other, and then you can integrate them afterwards. Yeah, that's exactly how I work with couples. So I'll I'll see each one separately, and then I'll bring the two together, and then I may separate them again and bring them together again. So it's a dance until we figure out where that beautiful medium um, space is where you can work it together. That's wild. Yeah. Um, can Can you meditate and... Um, have your 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 senses inward, like the whole kind of the the, the yogic path, where you want to reach self awareness, where you don't um, stimulate the sense sensory organs. Uh, we're talking about the five senses, mm-hmm. um, and indulge in the tantra. Like I mean, you know, it's part of the tree, yes, but then you have the fruit, and then you have the roots. Like they all do different things, right? So. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at renunciants. You have um, you have uh, monks. You have yogis. You know, you have all the deities that were apparently leading us out of the darkness. Mm-hmm. They're depicted as not having sex, not having any pleasure seeking. That they're disciplined. That's, that, that's not. That's not true. It isn't true. Okay. No, that's a myth. Really? So. Yeah. But the extreme of that is that they're they're heads of cult leaders on the the opposite side. Okay, now we're going into a different direction of a conversation, right? Because that's been documented and there are actually groups for people who have experienced those not so nice places with gurus of that nature. Yeah. There's one one cult thing that just got busted now. They killed uh, their leader. Do you hear about this? No, this is new. This is new. I think it's new. It's uh, Love One or something. Love wins or love one the group is a woman. She was, uh, it was weird. I just read it today, actually. It was weird. Yeah, uh, I haven't heard of this one. Yeah. So no, it's sad. You, you, thank you for, um, for, for showing me different parts. Cause I mean, I, um, yeah, that's that, that whole 72 hour thing was, it blew my mind as well. Yeah. It's important for you to reset your system. So you know, what is, what is real as opposed to being influenced by your hormonal, feel good chemicals running through your system, dopamine, serotonin, oxytocin. You need to reset. Definitely. And I find that, um, that when I do have an orgasm and, you know, me being into, you know, connecting with, with, with divine source or whatever you want to call it, that when you feel, when you're in, in, in the, in the, in the climax of the climax you're close to you're close to, to to the divine. Like that's a creative force. So sometimes I will use that and 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 just visualize the 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 energy going up and directing it to what I want to focusing it. Is that mm-hmm. do people that's do that like, your, using as a creative of, force? Yeah, that's part of the transmutation that we talked about, right? So so you can actually can you hear your body for that too? Can heal it, send it to organs? I teach from that place, the place that. It's all about healing for me. Why are you having sex? That's the question I ask all my students. Why are you having sex? It feels good. It <laughs> feels good. Okay, and then? Exactly. And then, you, what do you want? What, what kind of sandwich do you want? 
and then and then I get dropped like a hot potato. What what happens? Then I got to get my fix. What what you're in addiction loop now? What what's going on? I'm having I'm having sex because I want to either ground. I want to nurture my soul. I want to heal. I want to tap into my creative life force or I want to create life. Those are the really big main five reasons why you decide to have sex from the tantric lens perspective. Amazing. And it makes it and just dispels all the promiscuity, uh, the, the, the sex addiction. I mean, it just it just dissolves all that. It's not yeah, what people are, think it is. No, not at all. And if you if you have some kind of, you know, baggage, like we all have baggage at certain points in our lives, right? And you decide to take the tantric path, you're looking to unload the luggage, to check it in somewhere else. Literally. <laughs> literally, literally. And bust open the blocks in your system so you can live a life that's much more fulfilling and more connected and present and, and fully aware and mindful and with a, tr- like a clear truth within yourself. Like, hey, what if I said to you, Frank, this, this weekend, I'm looking forward to spending time with you and I'm looking forward to doing some nurturing sensual massage. Is that comfortable for you? Yeah. But I want to massage we, you, we though. Talk, if we talked like that, it would be so much easier for all of us. But like Instead that's of, mind blowing. It's like it's so it's just like, but we have these, you know, um, assuming, uh, mind reading, um, a fear of being vulnerable and not communicating that. I mean, you know, that's that's a level of maturity that a lot of people haven't fully realized yet or integrated in. You know. Yeah, well, in the tantric path that I'm teaching, I'm talking about falling in love with yourself in a healthy way and to be able to choose when you spend physical, intimate, emotional connections with people, intellectual talks with people, and be clear about your intention. Because when you're clear, then you don't get cobwebbed. You know what I mean? Like, you don't, you don't get bogged down. You don't feel guilty. You don't feel weirded out. You know, you're like clear, like, hey, this weekend, Frank, I'm really looking forward to spending time with you. And let's work on you receiving and... Let's figure out what kind of activity works best for you. Do you want to receive a sensual massage or do you want to have a lingam worshiping? What do you want to have? I'll take the lingam, I'll take the lingam one <laughs> and the yoni and the lingam. <laughs> I'm, I'm just being, I'm being funny here. But yeah, I mean, what a concept. I mean, I've, I've never had anybody talk like that to me. Well, if I, if I gave you this offer on the table, you, you'd think about it. You'd be like, wait a minute. She's actually like really concerned about my well-being in the sexual department, which is like super cool. And then that just not forces, but that kind of inspires the other person to say, hey, I want to, I want to not out of obligation, but out of, I want to reciprocate this because you, you, you were present for me. You, you, you honored me. Now I want to do that to you because you did that for me and you cared. And like, this is a, a mutual thing. It's like, wow. Well, what are you doing now? You're stepping up, right? As a human being who's mature enough to understand what it means to reciprocally care and give healing sexual energy. That's wild, Victoria. That's just like, you know, and even your voice too, you, you've got this calming, it's wild. Thank you. This is a, yeah. Didn't know what else. Blowing. It, what, little mind blowing. Poof. Yeah, we haven't spoken. We've texted back and forth. We haven't spoken until we uh, yeah, put on the Zoom call. Now we're in it, Frank. Now we're <laughs> in the... In the, uh, I was going to say something Greek, but I was going to say, uh, say goulash, but that's not Greek at all. It's in, no, the, it's um, not. It's in the tzatziki sauce, right? Yeah, you're in the swimming in the tzatziki sauce. <laughs> <laughs> that's wild. Now, yeah, as a man... Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, you are a man, right? Yeah, as, as a man. I'm, I can't <laughs> speak for anybody else. I'm just speaking for myself. Okay, cool. When, <laughs> I think I'm a man. I think I look like a man. <laughs> Um, just check, just check. Just yeah. <laughs> well, I saw, I saw a meme somewhere where, where it was a transgender person saying, um, you don't need a penis to be a man. I'm like, okay, whatever. That's a whole, that's a whole different mindset. That's a whole different topic. Totally different we, topic. Yeah. We can talk about energy. We can talk about masculine energy. Right. We can talk about the physical form of masculinity. We can talk about the different layers of that. Right. And that's what, what I'm kind of leading to. So as a masculine, as a, as a, um, a male body with a masculine essence to me talking like this i mean men we've been brought up to be macho i mean greeks and italians and europeans and even just the macho man you know you don't this type of talk is not encouraged it's not i mean does it is it demasculating for a man to 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 kind of entertain these feelings like this and like it's you know what i mean which feelings are we referring to just the whole thing about like i mean so to give you a, a, a quick recap, I did a, I did a, um, 
a podcast with a polarity expert or relationship expert, so-called whatever. I don't know. <laughs> I think he calls himself a, a relationship expert. Um, we talked about polarity and how um, I shared in my life that were, I had uh, a very um, uh, domineering mother. So I, I kind of went into the feminine type of masculinity to, for approval. And I did things to be not criticized, like whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm, and I went to the spiritual path and I went, you know, on this whole feminine side and I f- felt like I wasn't honoring who I was and I wasn't having sex, success, success, success in my relationships. And I found that walking into my masculinity is, it feels better in my body. And so getting back to this whole uh, emotional stuff, like I've embraced the emotions. I've, I've been there now. I feel better being more into the kind of sense of leading or kind of having taken taken the, the, the bull by the horns now in a sense of mm-hmm. not getting sappy in that sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm, I'm empathic and I have emotional intelligence, but I'm not going to be emotional or delve into that too much because that's not really, I've integrated that already. Okay, cool. Now, I want you to take on the masculine essence of your polarity as your primary force and that your feminine polarity will be a complement in the background. So I want you to think of it that way. So I'm feminine, feminine form. I, I take on a feminine form and make that my primary and then, you know, put the complementary background masculine. Even though over my personal years, I've actually um, cultivated the masculine, gave that front stage uh, for various reasons. We can go to the, into that in another time. But when I want to be in my feminine energy, then the people who I'm interacting with are completely different. Victoria, it's mind blowing because I've been um, manifesting. I'm maybe no, I'm integrating more the masculine and having that compliment as you said. Mm-hmm. Wow, things get easier. Things get less stressful because you're. Yes. It's mind blowing, and so having the the feminine in the background is me understanding her is finding solutions for her because I feel. But I'm not going to mm-hmm. be overrun by that because in um, the, speaking of the Indian, there was a, um, um, a Swami guru, Paramahansa Yogananda. I read, it was a part uh, autobiography yogi. I was, in the, it was, I was a teenager. So I was into this stuff. I didn't even know what was going on. But he was saying that women coax out the hidden emotion in men and men bring, uh, coax out the hidden reasoning in women. And mm-hmm. I found that pretty wild. But after... After you kind of union, because I believe our soul is is both. It's it, we're not we're not split. I mean, there's no duality with our absolute oneness yes. and ourselves. And I think when you when you get to that um, when you um, ascend to that or self realize and beyond the sex, you don't need that because all those things underneath that are trying to get you to realize and to embody your your fullness, your masculine and feminine integrated. But understanding that there is a percentage difference, right? Like you're like 70% masculine and 30% feminine. In the physical body, yes. But I think when I drop this, with the drop this body, I think, I don't know what happens exactly, but I think there, ultimately, we are both and none. You are absolutely, by keeping in mind that you're in this reality physically. And that that percentage that I give you is an example. You could be 60, 40. Right. You could be, you know what I mean? 65, 30, like whatever. So you just need to understand that when you want to interact with a female of your choosing, because that's your preference. Yeah. You're going to embody the masculine energy for me to be able to play off your masculine so, so I can drop into my softness, into my feminine radiance, which is a, a, a phrase that we hear use a lot now. Yeah. Allowing me to just, you know, say to you, hey, I, I see the softness in your eyes and I can sense into your heart. It just brings warmth to me. And what are you going to say when you hear that? It's that's that that's what gets me like and and I was it's true it's like when a when a woman becomes a, goes in her masculine it doesn't feel good. No, if if I look at you and go, so what's going on with the headphones, dude? Like, what are you doing with the microphone? Like, does that work for you? Like, that's very that's very masculine. Very very masculine. And I thought that I needed that because I didn't have that in my. That was trying to reflect back to me. Say, hey, hey, buddy, grow some balls here, right? Mm-hmm. And but when a woman like I, I see a, I always see a bee and a flower. I'm going to say the bee is the male and the flower is a female. Mm-hmm. When the flower is colorful and radiating, the pollen, all this beautiful fragrance, that's your radiance. That's mm-hmm. going to want the bee or, or the pollinator to just devote to that, to that flower and just kind of 
guys, I mean, yeah, if you act in your feminine, I'm going to man up and I'm going to come to bat and say, hey, how can I serve you? How can I be devoted to you fully? How can I open my heart for you? Because if you're going to try to lead me like a man, I'm not going to open up to you. It's not going to work. It's not going to work at all. In in today's society, a lot of women have to take on that masculine role. Like if you say to me, hey, I want to help you out with, you know, picking up the groceries and I'll I'll turn around and look at you and go, it's okay. I do the groceries every week. I can pick them up in my own car. Thanks very much. And you'll be like, well, what's the purpose of me hanging out with you then? Exactly. How can I, how can I serve you if you don't allow me to be in my masculine assistance and to, and to take care of business for you? You know, how, how, how does that work? And more so in the bedroom, right? One of us must take on the polarity. One of us must take on the polarity. So having said that, we're going back to the Tantra. How does the polarity work in the Tantra in, the, in that sense? Does the man initiate the, the sexual moves and the kind of like the intuition that the women receive? Or does there a play with that? Because I think that that translates in the bedroom as well. Sure. It also translates in the intention, right? So if right. I'm the initiator and it's my ovulation time, I'm going to activate things and then you're going to step up as the masculine, right? Right. But you if, you don't do it in, in, a, in, a, in a controlling or leading way. Absolutely not. I will you just do it vibrate my, even more. I vibrate and I, and I be playful and much more. my heart opens even further to allow that space to happen. Right. Right. So there's an there's a palpable energy between the two of us, especially if we're looking into each other's eyes. Oh, God. Yeah, that's that's a big that's the that's the magic. Right. So when I look into your eyes and I and I feel a sparkle inside of me and you sense into that and you you like stand up even further and you peacock. peacock. I was just going to do that. Right. (laughs) You you just feel into that. You want to you want to do that. Right. You're like, whoa, she's looking at me and she's got that special sparkle. I got to I got to like let her know that I can handle that. And that's why I see the peacock or this birds going, Ca-ca! like, you know, doing the dance is like, hey, I'm here, yeah. man. I'm going to puff my chest out. Absolutely. And so, you're going to coax me there. Yes. I'm going to move towards you or you're going to come to me. Whichever it is, there's that palpable erotic tension between the two of us, that energy that you can feel like you can cut through with a knife, right? Like it, it, feel, it feels like, wow, I can like move that density just by walking through it. You know what I mean? And reaching out to her. Bring her, bring her close to me. Like one hundred percent, and that's I was, you know, saying to people in the past. I don't feel that 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 vibe anymore. I don't feel that that you know getting baked anymore. Like just deer in headlights, which is probably not healthy in one way, because I was not integrated fully in my masculine. I wasn't creating that tension. I wasn't creating that polarity. That's why no, I didn't you, feel it in in, in a woman. You felt like we were like chums in high school. Yeah, hey, it's like punch my arm, yeah, punch. I want to do something. Yeah, you want to get big? Yeah, I want to get big. Like, I'm like, what kind of talk is that? What are we, like 14? Like, grow up. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't know why this came in my head. But if a woman always wants to be on top, is that a masculine uh, behavior? Is that a masculine energy? It depends on how she's moving and grooving. If she always wants to be on top. If she wants to be on top because she has more sensation in her body, particularly because of the angling of the vagina versus the penis, a.k.a. the lingam versus the yoni in tantra language, then she may need that for herself. But if she allows herself to go into that like feminine radiance and that movement and that that connection to her body, she's totally feminine. It doesn't matter if she's on top. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, because I, you know I, mean? um, I was talking with somebody about that. I'm like, you know, if someone's always wanted to be on top, it's more of a masculine thing. But I guess that you, no, you just you not. describe that. Yeah, yeah, it's, it, yeah, she can be. She'd be like, I'm in charge and she can have masculine energy. Or she could be like, I'm just loving this. It feels so great. And I'm grooving to the, the motion and, and the feeling of your lingam inside my vagina, a.k.a. my yoni. And I'm really loving it. And it feels great. That's wild. It's magical. It's magical. Yeah, no, that's is great. I mean, um, I think we need that that vocabulary and that language for people to understand and to and to use more and more because we don't have that. I mean, it's we have Hollywood, we've got porn, um, and just not giving um, any weight to the whole, you know, subtleties of all that. And it's, uh, I think we're in trouble. And men. I think, you know, as women, as men drop the ball and become effeminate, women have to step into their, to their masculine because men drop the ball. They have to take care of everything. They have to be men and women. And, and I can call it. I can call it. I can say to you, listen, I'm too much in my masculine and it's draining me. Right. I can call it. So right? men 
are and that, but you should because but men then there's then there's there's men bashing men don't know their roles anymore because it seems like society even media is demasculating the men even in commercials i see it it's like why is a man the the, the pussy footing around and 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 the and, and and the woman's always commanding i'm like what's this inversion so and then this whole me too movement i'm not saying it's it was it wasn't real i'm just saying like men have been uh, the masculine has been attacked the divine masculine has been attacked and I don't know for what for what agendas or whatever. It's time. That's all I'm going to tell you. It's time for it's it, it's the time, right? The Me Too movement came on because it's time. It's time for everybody to know what's been going on in the darkness of closets and homes in the background. You you, you need to understand that there's a spotlight that needed to be placed there and to normalize all of the tragedy and trauma that's been going yeah. on. It's like the now, pendulum, right? Yeah, exactly. We're at the pendulum. Right now, since you and I are talking about this, we're in the transition stage of healing both sides. Right. By just having the conversation. Thank you for saying that because it's like, oh, only the patriarchy is, is, is toxic. No, there's the matri- the, the feminine is toxic as well. We, we both had to sharpen our knives to make them weapons over the decades and thousands of years, okay? It's time for us to step into our own being, right? And being meaning, who am I? How do I function? How do I relate to the world around me? How do I relate to sex? How do I relate to sensuality? How do I relate to sacred sexuality? How do I how do I see the world? Am I connected to porn? Am I addicted to it? Am I, you know, looking at people like they're a piece of meat or actually looking at them as a piece of art? Like what what is going on? What makes me who I am? That's amazing, yeah. Definitely. Cool. Mm-hmm. So if people want to get hold of you and uh, your your services. Where do they go and where do they um, email you and or go to your site or Facebook? Sure. So to learn more about my offerings and, and to find me and learn about uh, programs and masterclasses that are on the agenda on a monthly basis, please head over to PlayfulLoving.com and you'll find me there. Awesome. Victoria, it's been a, an absolute a pleasure and honor to to share with you and just uh you've gotten you've given me some things to ponder and um and you've confirmed a lot of things too and yeah that's great great i'm happy to you know be a catalyst i love being a catalyst, catalyst. provocateur as i say now you can say that in french right we, we've covered all the we've covered the the towers we covered the hindu we cover you know i can do accents but i don't want to because it's uh someone's gonna be knocking on my door saying hey you can't do that anymore so, mm, yes, mon cœur. <laughs> Victoria, thank you very much. And um, uh, thank you for being on the Ultimate Journey Awakening to Spirit podcast. We will see you next time. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Ultimate Journey Awakening to Spirit podcast. Join me again next time for more spiritual talk. You can reach me at info at the ultimate journey awakening to spirit.com and you can also visit my website the ultimate journey awakening to spirit.com until next time walk in love and in gratitude